was going to be preaching this morning. So we're going to have a good time, but I just want to tell you how much we appreciate having you guys here. You know, I've heard 2024 is going to be 2020 more. How many people need more blessings in their life? <clears throat> how many people need God to move in a mighty way? <clears throat> how many people need my voice to clear up right now? Here, let's anoint this as holy water, Lord, in Jesus' name. You feel uncomfortable doing this right now? Everybody's like, you guys ready? You ready? All right, here we go. You know, there was an acronym a few years ago called FOMO, fear of missing out. We live in a society that believes they're missing out on something important in their lives. But the only thing they're missing out on is Jesus Christ. Knowing that some of you are here only one time a year, some of you for Easter as well, I want you to hear the most important message you'll hear all year, that Jesus Christ is the only thing that you're missing out on. If you know Jesus Christ, hopefully you're a carrier of his glory and you're letting people know that the only thing they're missing out on is Jesus Christ. I wanted to do this real quick, too, before I forget. I met this young lady. She runs sober living houses. Can you stand up for just a second, Sharon? Just tell us how many homes you run and what you do. Hi, my name is Sharon Jackson. Um, I run, well... The Rosa Sharon Seven, that's my ministry. I have a, re a residential treatment facility and four sober living homes to assist women in their recovery. Let's give it up for Sharon. And I was going to give something to you. I know $20 isn't a lot of money, but I just want you to know God sees what you're doing. I, I know some of these beautiful women that go to your, your homes and Anna Marie that manages them for you, but I just want you to know God sees you. All right. Thank you. You know what I love about the body of Christ? There's so much that goes on outside the building that no one ever sees. But God sees it all. Even the world sees Christians as celebrating Christmas and celebrating the baby Jesus. But however, we're missing the most important part. Jesus is no longer a baby. He's the Savior, he's the Lord, he's the King of kings. Amen? So I don't want to tell you about baby Jesus, because baby Jesus isn't around anymore. I want to tell you about the King. How many of you know we need the King right now in our lives? <clears throat> and I just want to show you a story in the Bible that will illustrate how we experience Jesus Christ. And when you do that, nothing else matters. You know, in... Matthew 6.33, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things will be added unto you. Do you know when you lift Jesus Christ up, all of a sudden, relationships are added to you. Finances are added to you. Health is added to you. And even when you're going through difficult times, when you're lifting him up, you're so focused on him, you don't care about the other stuff. How many people had a hard time getting to church this morning? I did, and I'm preaching. Sometimes 
You just have to get your focus back on the reason for the season. So Jesus encounters a Samaritan woman at Jacob's well. He is weary and asks for a drink. John 4, 9, he says, the woman was surprised for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? You ever notice when you first encounter Jesus Christ, you come up with all kinds of excuses why you shouldn't be around him? We have any sinners in here? Yeah. I can tell you, when I first got saved, man, I was a mess. I was having an affair with a married woman. I had been on meth and marijuana. and I mean, you, you name it, I took it for about five years. And then I had this dramatic conversion. But I remember the guy that led me to the Lord, the, the night he ended up leading me to the Lord, we were on the phone. And I told him, I said, I'm sick of hearing about that Jesus stuff. And he said, I just don't want you to go to hell. And I was 20 at the time, and I said, hell, I feel like I've lived in hell my whole life. And he goes, no, I'm talking about a real hell. Because really, hell is this, separated from God. People ask me sometimes, why would God send someone to hell if he's a loving God? Because he's so loving, if he wanted nothing to do with him on this side of eternity, why would, you, why would he subject you to him on the other side of eternity? Jews and Samaritans hated each other. In fact, Jews seen Samaritans as half-breeds because they had mixed with Jews. In fact, they wouldn't even go into Samaria and get the dust on their feet because they felt like they were sinning if they did that. See, what I love about Jesus, he broke down barriers. How many of you know God can deal with the dust and the dirt of your lives? John 4, 10, 11 says, Jesus replied, if you only knew the gift, man, man, do you ever stop and say, thank you. If you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. But sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said. And this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? How many of you need some living water today? How many of you know with Jesus? You know, in John 10, 10, it says the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus says in that same verse, but I've come, Cora, to give you an abundant life. That word abundant means in the Greek, it's a cup that keeps flowing over and over Christian's even saying it right now because he knows over and over. How many of you know we need a cup that keeps overflowing and just keeps flowing into our lives because we are in living water? You know, living water never stops flowing. You know why the Dead Sea is dead? Because it doesn't flow. It has one way to go in but no way to go out. When God has a gift for us, nothing can stand in the way of receiving it. The question will be this. Do you have living water? Because the only way you can have it is to have the Holy Spirit inside of you. The only way to have the Holy Spirit is when you've received, when you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. John 4, verses 12 through 14. You guys having a good time this morning, by the way? Yeah. You know, I'm not a good podcast person because I like to come down and talk to people. It gets people all messed up inside. I got Nancy here. Nancy gave me a gift this morning. How you doing, Nancy? You doing good? 
Nancy, sometimes she likes Steve. You're getting off track a little bit. But, you know, sometimes I just like to come out and say hi to people. Hey, Don Esther. How you doing this morning, John? Man, look at Victor. Got more muscles than I, he got more muscles on one finger than I got on my whole body. Hey, Karen, how you doing? How many of you know this is the body of Christ? You know what I mean? Like, I may have a microphone, but we're the body of Christ. How you doing, Rick? Getting better looking every day, my friend. Jordan. Tracy, how you doing? Yeah. You guys still having fun? Am I making you uncomfortable yet? No. No. Hey, Esther, how you doing? Hey, Stephanie. Oh, where's Joe Mails at? The mayor of Hemet? Where's he at? Oh, Joe, how you doing? Stand up, Joe. Hey, let's give a warm welcome to Joe Mails. I didn't know that. Hey, we got two J's in the building, Jesus Christ and Joe Mails. Come on now. Joe, we appreciate what you do, by the way. By the way, we appreciate what everybody does in here. Because you know the great thing about Christians? We're all anointed to do something. And most of that, once again, happens outside the building. John chapter 4, verses 12 through 14. And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob? She was asking, who gave us this wealth? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed? Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. How many of you heard of a thirst trap? So all the ladies out there, stop running to the same guy over and over and over again that's mistreating you. And to all the men out there that are doing the same thing, because the only thing that's going to satisfy your thirst is Jesus Christ. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh, bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. We showed a clip, or Pastor Bob did. Uh, by the way, I just want you guys to know that Pastor Bob and Pastor Susan are getting ready to come into their 50th year of the dwelling place. Let's give it up to them. <laughs> Living water. And I will say this, Pastor Susan doesn't know I'm going to say this. Not only is Bob dealing with sickness, but Susan's mom is on hospice right now and could be in her last few days. And some of you out here know you're dealing with sicknesses in your family, possibly, or a parent that's passed or someone in your family. But I, I really honor them because when I first came to this church in December of 1998, I knew no one. I'd never heard of the dwelling place. I'd never heard of the Becketts. So... We honor you for that. We're going to show you this video clip from The Chosen that you've seen Pastor Bob show again, but I think it really pertains to this teaching, and then I will get up and finish. Would you give me a drink? Did you hear me? That's bad, huh? What? You, a Jew, ask her to drink from me a Samaritan and a woman. I'm sorry. I should have said please. You know, it's not safe for you to be alone out here. Nor you. Why haven't you come with others? Why so late in the day? Don't women come to the wells in the, the cool of the morning? Yeah, well, 
None of them will be seen with me, so I have to come out alone. In the heat, as you have so kindly reminded me. Why won't they be seen with you? Long story. I'd, I'd still like a drink of water if, if you can spare it. Amazing what a parched throat will do. Aren't I unclean to you? Won't you be defiled by this vessel? Maybe some of my people say that about your women, but I don't. Yeah? And what do you say? I say if you knew who I am, you'd be asking me for a drink. Really? And I would give you living water. Would. Except that you have nothing to draw water with, and this is a deep well. Besides, what do you need from me if you have your own supply of living water? Long story. But Jewish water is better than Samaritan water. Hmm? That's not what I said. Are you a better man than our ancestor Jacob, who dug this well? Your water is better than his? I know, Jacob. And everyone who drinks this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks the water that I give him will never be thirsty again. Wouldn't that be nice? The water I give will become in a person a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Really? Yes, really. Prove it. First, go and call your husband, then come back. I will show you both. I don't have a husband. You are right. You've had five husbands. And the man you're living with now is not your husband. <laughs> oh, I see. You're a prophet. You're here to preach at me. No. Usually the one good thing about coming here alone as I can escape being condemned. I'm not here to condemn you. I've made mistakes. Too many. But it's men like you who have made it impossible for me to do anything about it. How? Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain. But you Jews insist Jerusalem is the only place for true worship. They say that because the temple is there. Yeah. Exactly where we're not allowed. I'm here to break those barriers. Amen. How many here you're grateful that Jesus Christ breaks the barriers in your life? She tells Jesus, nothing is better than the water in this well. Soon she will realize the topic of this sermon. Jesus plus nothing equals everything. Let me say that again. Jesus plus nothing equals everything. When Jesus is in your life, it becomes everything. No matter who your ancestors are, how many of you in here have been compared and you're like, oh, you're just like your dad. You're just like your mom. You're like your Uncle Johnny or your Aunt Sally. You ever had those labels put on you? No, you're a child of the king. Now, come on, let's give it up for that. We ain't who we used to be. And here's the thing that you got to remember, and I know I mentioned it earlier, but you carry living water. That means when you go out and you're around people, whether it's your family, your friends, coworkers, when they're around you, they're going to know. You ever been around someone that serves the Lord, and all of a sudden you're like, 
man, it feels different. Like being around Christian and Saratikas, you're like, this feels different. This is your daughter-in-law, right? I know Kel, that good-looking guy. What's your name? Destiny. Oh, my goodness, Destiny. What a great name. But, like, you get around certain people. Jordan Bill, I love Jordan Bill. He gave me a call the other night. I love talking to you, by the way. I know I'm sidetracking, but I just want to say to you, Jordan, you're, you carry the light, man. You carry Jesus Christ, and it's that living water that draws people. Amen? John 4, 15 through 19. This was just in the video clip. She goes, please, she goes, please sir, the woman said, give me this water, then I'll never be thirsty again, and I won't have to come here to get water. Go and get your husband, Jesus told her. As she said in the clip, I don't have a husband. The woman replied, Jesus said, you're right. You don't have a husband, for you have had five husbands, and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. You certainly spoke the truth, she said. You must be a prophet. See, she thinks regular water is going to fix her problem. You ever notice when you sin, you can get in the shower and let natural water run over you, but you still feel dirty on the inside? That's the thing with sin. It makes us go back to the same things over and over and over again. You notice you can forget about Jesus all year, but when the Christmas season comes around, all of a sudden, it feels different. Something feels different. Because you know, I think even unbelievers know, Jesus Christ is different. See, Jesus wasn't trying to embarrass her by telling her she had had five husbands. The one she's currently living with isn't her husband. He's saying to her, and he's saying to us, stop going back to the same wells. If you keep going back to the same wells, you will never quench your thirst. See, she'd had five husbands. The boyfriend was number six. Then she encountered Jesus, number seven. Number seven in the Bible is perfection. Do you realize when you've encountered Jesus, you will never, ever, ever encounter anything that is more perfect than that? Do you, you ever notice, too, with Christians, if you backslide, how bad you feel? Not because God's condemning you. He's the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. He never went anywhere. But when we start to sin, we start to separate. Start to separate. It makes us feel like we're not good enough. But Jesus is saying to her, no, no, no. You just met me. I'm perfection. No matter what you've done, I will make that perfect or complete in your life. Romans 8, 28, in, in Romans uh, chapter 8, it says God takes the, he takes all things and works it together for good. Isn't that cool, Alex? All the stuff. You ever done something so bad that you thought, man, there's no way God can forgive this? That's a lie. I've said mean things to my wife before that I went, not only do I think God may not be able to forgive it. I'm not sure my wife could. So it gets quiet. Because we all have things, because we live in a body, we have things that hold on to us, and we think they can never be made right again. But I realize I can repent to my father, 
I can ask my wife for forgiveness. And then I have to change. Things have to change in your life. See, I want to conclude with this. John 4, verses 23 through 26. But the time is coming, and indeed is here now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. For God is spirit. So those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know the Messiah is coming, the one who they called Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. Jesus is saying to you on Christmas Eve 2023, I'm still the Messiah. I'm still the Lord. I'm still the King of Kings. And no matter what's going on in your life, I'm here for you. So many people are waiting for something better to come along, not realizing Jesus Christ is the answer. I'll clue you in on something. No one else is coming to rescue you but Jesus Christ. There's no other God. Muhammad's dead. Buddha's dead. They're all dead. Jesus is alive and well. He is the only one that will rescue you. It's 11 o'clock. I'm going to get you guys out of here early. What do you think about that? How many of you know we have a hot chocolate bar right after this? Yes, yes. Who's who's a new visitor this morning? New visitor? See, she's back there, and she's like, man, I like this guy. He's fast. Let's get this over with. I got to get my hot chocolate. All right. Last few verses here. KR, how you doing, man? You doing good? We have another one over here. Who else raised their hand? Oh, you're new this morning? Praise God. Hey, let's give it up for them. I love new visitors. Don't worry, my father-in-law will be back next week, so it'll be back to normal. John 4, 28 through 30. The woman left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village, telling everyone, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Don't you love that Jesus knows everything you ever did? You ever try to hide somewhere in your house, and I'm like, I don't know if he's going to know I'm, I'm drinking over here or I was mean to my kids over here. But he knows, and he still loves you. He just wants you to know so you repent and don't stay stuck in it. Could he possibly be the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to see him. Now, I want you to think about this. This is a woman that had a reputation of being with a lot of dudes. She was married, but she had a reputation of being a prostitute. She encounters Jesus Christ, becomes the first evangelist that's noted in the Bible. So can you imagine she goes in town, she goes, I met a man. And they're like, I bet you did. Another one. You ever done that? How many of you, when you got saved, you were like, I remember when I got saved, I, I was, my dad for like a year, he's like, there's no way. Like, because I was so much into sin, like, I always would say to people or joke with them, I did all the sins so I could tell you all what not to do. But when you get freed by Jesus Christ and all of a sudden your life is turned around, so this woman is so excited, she doesn't care about her reputation anymore because she knows Jesus Christ. 
anybody, including yourself, and I can tell you, my life would be so much easier if I didn't have to live with me. Anybody else can relate to that? Yeah, <laughs> look at everybody like, yeah, man, I'm going to leave me in 2023. Well, you can do that because if you go forward with Jesus, I'll give you this example real quick before I finish. The Bible says, Jesus says you have to lose your life to find it. And I always use the example of keys or a phone. You ever notice when you lose your phone and then you find it again, you're like, oh, dang, that thing looks really good. It doesn't. It's the same phone. But it's the same way that we lose our life in Jesus Christ. And then when we see it again, we're like, wow. Is that what I've become? Wow. Man. Mm. She also testifies and says, he told me everything I ever did. Do you realize in Revelation it says we overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of our, say that again, the word of our, she goes back and she's telling everyone, this man, this man, this man, this Savior, this Lord, this Messiah. Philippians 3.8, the last verse here. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it as garbage so that I could gain Christ. Mm. Hey, let's give it up for Jesus Christ again. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm not going to ask anyone to come forward for an altar call, but we are going to pray for people to get saved. So everyone in this building, just stand up. If you're not saved and you want to get saved today, I'm going to say something. You guys repeat. And if you get saved and you want to come up to me or Suzanne or Pastor Susan or another Christian in the building, because they're everywhere, talk to them and tell them. Let them know that you had an encounter with Christ today. So just say, Father God, forgive me of my sins. I give you my life. I make Jesus Christ my Savior and my Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. And I just want to say this to you guys real quick. If you